Welcome to Hashtag Skipjo, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us delivery because we are serving you the word with extra sauce. On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. And as usual, if you have any kind of ailments or illnesses that you need medication for, I suggest you take it now. If you have, if you're in a, in a place that is public where people can see you, you might want to not be in that place. That's all I'm going to say. Like, if you're at work right now, listen at your own peril. <laughs> because if you get fired for laughing and falling on the floor, I'm not going to pay your bills. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is just a warning. It's what, a free what warning. Do we, do send them? we do send them Holy Communion. We send you prayer. Oil. We can pray for you. But that's all I can do, child. I got bills to pay my own. You know what I mean? I can't pay your way. But um, yeah. The word on the street is, we're not free people and God is not all powerful. Basically, we're all Sims characters and God is like Professor Xavier. Or the only choices that we actually really make are our poor fashion choices and our toothpaste that we use. Or, or that we have got too much free will. And therefore, God is limited. So it's either we have no free will at all because God knows everything, honey. He gone up actual steps anyway. And so we're all, just, we're all just Sims <laughs> characters. We're all kind of, you know, and God is like the ultimate mastermind. Or God has given us too much free will. And we're just running rampant. The world is just, we're just completely running rampant. And God is limited. He He's not powerful anymore because he's given us too much free will. And therefore, his hands are tied. Okay? So, the sections we are covering today. Question number one. If God knows what's going to happen in the future, how can we make our own decisions? So, this is all relating to the topic of free will. Do we really have free will, guys? Okay, question number two. Does predestination... Blessed is he who is not offended in this question. I know that it gets Christians really ruffled, okay? But does predestination mean that only a selected amount of people could ever make it into heaven? Because that's what the Bible will be saying, honey. And question three that we'll be discussing today. Does free will challenge or conflict with God's omnipotency and omniscience? These are real questions, honey yeah it's quite deep this week like real questions so guys we really want your feedback these are real 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 questions so question numero uno answer for me and i just want to kind of like precursor this with saying like we are not the authority on these things we're just giving our opinions and what we've understood from our relationship with god and our um you know quiet time with the Holy Spirit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying now that I am Jesus and I'm making these decisions. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is how I feel that I have interpreted the scriptures, especially when it comes to predestination because it's like, oh my gosh. But it's like, okay, this is what I understand it to be. If you want to understand it to be something different, that's up to you. But, you know, I'm just a voice in your headphones I'm explaining stuff. It wasn't even related, Tina. Come on, it's not every day. I don't know. Yeah, you can no, just say yeah. the and she'll be like, the know, Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the earth rejoice. Let the so, earth rejoice. Let, let the, the people, people be glad. Okay, so question one. If God knows what is happening is going to happen in the future, how can we have free will? So... I would like to say that I'm quite, not adept, but I, I like um, apologetics. I like defending the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I like um, signing up for it. Not that God needs signing up for, but in terms of understanding why I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I find that this is one of the biggest questions that, especially non-believers, but kind of anybody who's doubting or questioning the faith, mm-hmm. one of the biggest questions that people have is that if God is in control, how can, that means that we, we don't make any decisions because mm-hmm. we're not in control, he's in control. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a misunderstanding of what the word control means. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different meanings for the word control. A control can be like a button, mm-hmm. a knob, mm-hmm. on the like for on the mixer that Simon is using. Mm-hmm. A knob, that's a control. Control can mean that you're in control of something, like in computing, mm-hmm. when you're... Um, like having a controller, like in the games console, mm-hmm. and you're making the things happen, or control can mean that you you have authority over something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that you determine everything that that thing does. Mm-hmm. And that is God's control. It's the latter. It's not the other two. Um, 
when 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 we say God has control, it means that He is sovereign. He's mm-hmm. King, mm-hmm. but your King doesn't come into your house and mm. feed you mm. when you're eating mm. your king just has control over the laws that are in place in the land you know so um for it for example i think um you're your managing director of your company unless you're the managing director of your company then shout out to you well done um but the managing of director of your company he controls the company he makes the big decisions but at the end of the day he's not going to come to your desk sit on your shoulders and hold strings to make you type your emails every day that's not what control is. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, but he decides whether you get paid or not. Absolutely. He can fire you. Make friends with the person who pays your way. I think she's going on a different topic there. I'm not sure what I'm topic. <laughs> that's a different topic. That's the, that's the, the next topic. The finance guy at my work. Give him a friend. <laughs> Tight, like <laughs> Because, like... I don't care if anything else happens. Like, I'm going to look out for my girl. I'm very good... Hmm. Friend, okay, right? well, you heard it here first, man. My check, honey. That check <laughs> must enter the account. <laughs> Just to make sure so you're number one on the list, like... My in case the money runs out, I have out. to bring him pound of jam and for you. I will bring him pound of jam and for you. I don't think you understand. Like, okay, make friends with the person who pays your way. Sorry, I'm gone. I mean, I mean, fair enough. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I understand what you kind of say there. So, um, and I want to just give some examples of how um control and God knowing the future doesn't mean that He's controlling you mm. on a micromanagement kind of level. My, mm. God is not a micromanager, you know. So He gives us. He delegates tasks to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Genesis, he delegated to Adam mm-hmm. to name the animals and have dominion over the land and to, you know, um, cultivate the crops. Mm-hmm. But he didn't then come and do it all for him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't planting seeds. Yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> so seeds in the garden. He, you know, he wasn't like... Adam wasn't like, hmm, what should I call this animal? And God was like, you should call it a cow. And Adam was like, I will call it a cow. That's not how it was working. He gave him dominion. So he wasn't doing it himself. It wasn't that kind of control. A couple of examples of how knowing the future doesn't mean you're in control of the future. If I now come and slap Tina right now, I know that she's not going to be, she's not going to like it. She's going to be like, what are you doing? She's going to be upset. She might cry depending on how hard it is. Then she might hit me back and then she might set the whole studio on fire and then that will be the end of the podcast. <laughs> I know these things because I know Tina very well. It's not because I'm in control of her actions. I don't control her, but I know how she's going to react because I know her very well. Do you know what I mean? So if then God is the one who made you and formed you and fashioned you before you even exited or even entered your mother's womb, Come in on, fact, somebody. how can you say that a God who knows you that well and who knows the thoughts that you're thinking mm-hmm. and knows what you're going to say before you say it, how can you say that that God won't know what you're going to do mm-hmm. in the future? Mm-hmm. Whether or not you even know. Like, there's a, such a thing as knowing someone better than they know themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, my mum will always say to me, I know you better than you know yourself. But that doesn't mean that she's controlling the things that I do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's actually a logical fallacy <clears throat> to say that because God knows what you're going to do, he made you do that. Mm-hmm just like your mum hasn't made you do things. Mm. Your mum can ask you to tidy your room, but you don't have to do it, Mm. you know? But she's entrusting that to you. She's delegating that to you. Mm. And whether or not you do it, it's not her problem at the end of the day. Mm. If your mum says, don't "Don't put your head in the oven, and you decide to put your head in the oven, and you now come and die, is it her fault? Did she control you? No, do you know what I mean? So, and I think another thing is that if we have, um, if we didn't have free will, we have to actually accept the fact that the Bible says that it's God's will that all men come to the knowledge of the truth and be Mm -hmm. saved, Mm -hmm. but that is not the case. And Mm -hmm. not all men will come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved because Mm -hmm. of their own pride, because of ignorance, because of stubbornness, because of disbelief or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, because of sin, whatever. But that's not his choice. Mm -hmm. God is not choosing that you do not make it. You are choosing that mm. because God says, okay, here is the law. You can follow it. Here is Jesus. You can accept him. If you don't want to, that's not my own. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it's not, it's not by force. So if it was by force, we'd all be saved and we'd all be in heaven. Mm. You know, right now there wouldn't even be earth period because we'd all be in heaven because God knows what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. Mm. He would just skip it. What's the point? <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I think. What do you think? I think, so if we're going back to the question, so the question is, because God knows the future, does that mean that we don't have free will? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the two are complete polar opposites. Just because, as you said, just because God knows what's going to happen doesn't mean that he has then taken control 
away from us yeah you know and i think that it doesn't conflict with either either one doesn't conflict with each other for, for example god knew that he would have to send jesus into the world you yeah. know what i mean he's the master planner he knew that he would have to send jesus into the world to save the world mm-hmm. right but he still let the whole of the old testament happen mm-hmm. you know what i mean so he could have exactly as you said he could have just completely bypassed everything and goes okay let's just send jesus now adam eve Jesus. <laughs> okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll give you another example. So for example, I'm a mum, right? I know that my son is likely to eat most of his after-school snacks for the week that, you know, you do weekly shopping. As <laughs> parents, we do weekly shopping, right? Most parents do weekly shopping. And I know that my son is likely to eat all his after-school snacks before Wednesday, okay? <laughs> Every single one of them. You'll just be finding packets all over the house. You'll find packets in his room, in the bin. You'll be looking in the bin like... And then you're having to go to the cupboard and count. Today is Tuesday. Can I tell you a story? One day, Tina called me <laughs> as in she picked up her phone and expended minutes to call me to tell me, I think I think Levi has finished the <laughs> snacks that I bought him and it's only Tuesday but lo and behold did you know that it was actually Tina who had actually finished the snacks which no, she had forgotten that she had done it no, no that is the story that is what happened and I'm sticking that, to well, it that's, that's, please that continue was, it's because it was donuts and I okay. don't really have control over how much how many donuts I eat yeah but no there was a time that he actually ate a whole box of donuts that was for the week it was for the week anyway I digress. Okay. So I know that my son is likely to eat his stash of after school snacks before the week is over. I know this, but I still put the snacks in the same place every week. I don't put them under lock and key. Mm-hmm. You know, the snacks are still in the same place because knowing what my child will do does not take away from the fact that he has freedom to do what he wants to do. You know, me knowing that Levi is likely to eat the snacks doesn't mean that. I now control what he eats. And in fact, I leave the snacks there so that he knows when it's Wednesday or Thursday and he's hungry, look inside your stomach for the food. <laughs> look, look inside there because that's where it is. Yeah. So when it's Thursday and he's now looking for snacks to eat and the snacks are finished, look inside yourself. And that's exactly the same way that free will is. That is you know? really good Likewise, example. God knows what we're going to choose. He is our father mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So he knows that if he puts... if god now just mysteriously drops 50 pounds on this floor he knows that my eye will spot it before it even gets to ground <laughs> and i'm going to pick it yes so at the end of the day he knows what i'm going to do yeah. but he doesn't limit the power or my decisions he doesn't limit my choices you know likewise god knows what we will choose and doesn't mean that because god knows what we are going to choose that he that we have no free will to choose or make our decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why sometimes I think people get get it really confused with the whole free will thing because they think that because God knows, therefore he does. No. Knowing and doing are two separate things. Yeah. God can know what's going to happen and he can watch it happen, but he may or may not interject or intervene. Yeah. Those two things are really different. Yes, God knows the end from the beginning. He'd been there, done that. We've read it. It's in Revelation. Yeah. Okay, the whole Bible has already been written. But yet still, we're going through life and we're going through earth knowing that if you read Revelations and you know how serious it gets, I'm trying to chip before all the demons and the horns and the unicorns come out and the dragons, okay? But, because I ain't finna be around any dragons. This is a 3,000. I don't know if people feel like this is Armageddon. I'm not trying to be around when those things come out. But if you've read Revelations, so we know that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the blood of the Spirit. So we already know this, but yet still you're going through life yeah. you know you've prayed that you hope it that you make to, that you make it to heaven but it's not like you're gonna say okay let me just die now no you still have to go through life you know so yes god knows what's it going to happen easier, but you know fine cool. <clears throat> yeah it's true sometimes god knows god knows what's going to happen but it doesn't always mean that because he knows he's going to do something something about it so yes god knows the end from the beginning but he still has to allow you to do what you need to do because that's the only way that you grow. Likewise, my son, I know that he will want to eat all the snacks by Wednesday, but he has to learn to pace himself. He has to learn that, yes, although I want to eat something, I need to remember that there are other days in this week, you know? You know. And so I want to, if I want to enjoy every day, I pace myself. Yeah. And it's like, um, for example, when you're watching a movie, you know when you're watching a really predictable movie? Mm-hmm. And the thing is... Guys, a lot of us are really predictable. Mm. 
when you're watching a predictable movie and you're like, okay, I know that she's going to end up with him at the end and then he's going to die at the end because da, 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 you can just tell because of the way that things are building up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And nine times out of ten, you're right. If you're me, nine times out of ten, you're right because it's really obvious sometimes. So that doesn't mean that did you write the story? Did you direct the movie? Mm. No, you didn't. But mm. you know what's going to happen at the end. It might not happen, but that's because you're a human. So your knowledge is limited. Mm. But for a God who is all-powerful and all-knowledgeable... Mm. His knowledge is not limited to what you might do. Because in fact, he knows what you will do. And he knows all the other options that you could have taken that you chose not to take as well. Mm-hmm. He knows all of those facets mm-hmm. of things because he's all knowing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think he knows like the multitude of choices that you have mm-hmm. and the things that you could possibly do according mm-hmm. to your character. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that you're going to do, you know, it's just kind of like a process of elimination. Yeah. I'm not saying that God even has to do it like that because he's so, you know, mm-hmm. God's, God's a G. Yeah. God created knowledge. Yeah. Do you understand? So to say that you think that the all-powerful, all-knowledgeable God doesn't know what you're going to do 20 minutes from now. It's then, to, That's it's like, ten, it's, well, then right. negating God's power because then you can't associate... When you think of God, and I think we said this before, when you think of God, you think of... You attribute certain characteristics to him, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing, all-strong, um, and other characteristics, love and grace and justice. Now, for you to say that, okay, yes, so God is all-powerful, he's all-knowing, and... He also has a flaw in his character, which makes him to not have free, not give his children free will or to be omnipotent. It's to negate the fact that he is God because God stands alone, yeah. you know? And I think we really, we really have to figure out and understand and really deep the fact that God knows everything. First John 3.20 says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything, yeah. you know, that he has created in himself. Bible says that he's not, he's given us, or he always makes sure that we have a way of escape, yeah. you know? And this is that when we go through life he already has a plan okay this is your exit and he has to do this because he is god mm-hmm. let us let's not try and limit god to our basic understanding of what a controlling person is or even a managing director you know but he is god and he is god all alone and he knows everything and yes he has made a way of escape yes he has made provision yes he has opened certain doors and closed certain doors and wants you to take certain paths and certain um and pathways but there's a scripture that says i think we're going to get to it it says that a man's heart plans his way but it's the lord who directs his steps so let's just get into the fact that yes god knows the end from the beginning yes he's made certain avenues for you but ultimately the decision is yours yeah and the ultimate decision is yours because the way that god is the way that his heart is just full of mushy marshmallow right god is a loving god he created man for fellowship he wants man to love him and to choose to love him yeah he wants a man to have fellowship with him exactly. you know he wants man to serve him willingly not by force even the angels have free will mm. you know what i mean he wants a man to love him by choice and not by force because he knows that that's the only way that true and genuine love is expressed yeah. when you choose to love somebody when you choose to serve them when you choose to obey them and that's why he's given us free will he can't just give us free will to love him and then in every other um facet of our lives where we're robots yeah no he wants every facet of our life to be a reflection of our love and adoration to him which is why he's given us free will so i choose to act the way i act because my, the way that i act is a reflection of how i love god yeah. and how he loves me you know, Joshua twenty four fifteen says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors or Euphrates or the God of Amorites. But as for me and my household, we will as serve for the me, Lord. You know, as um, for me and my, my house, house we will we. serve the Lord. And that was Amen. the choice that God wants us to make. He wants us to choose to serve him. Yeah. He wants us to choose to obey and to love. And he wants us to choose the right decisions every day so that our lives can be formed and fashioned after him, yeah. which is why he gives us free will. He doesn't want us to... He, imagine being in a relationship where you know that the person unloves you because you forced them to love you. Mm-hmm. What kind of a relationship is that? You know, it's not a relationship that anybody wants. You don't want to know that, listen, my man only likes me because I cook him three meals a day or whatever, or, or my woman's only with me because of my money. You don't, you know, that's not real genuine love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in the same way, in the same likeness, God is like, do you know what? These children love me because they want to, mm-hmm. because they choose to. And that's the essence of free will. That was the reason why God has given us free will um, is so that we can emulate the, the way that he loves us in the way that we love him. Yeah. 
And it's funny because I remember I used to struggle with this question as well. I used to think like, I don't really get how we can have free will if God knows everything already. But then, and, and the reason, and the way that I justified that to myself of having that question was um, using the example in Exodus when um, God hardens Pharaoh's heart. And God, God says, okay, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart so that he won't let um, the people of Israel go so that Moses then has to keep travailing and do you know what I mean and he did that you know like political strategy so that people would then look and say oh wow even though Pharaoh was not on it God still liberated um, the Jews you know to to really make them understand and appreciate how much of a um, a miracle that was so then my question was then okay well how can he harden Pharaoh's heart then that means Pharaoh didn't have a choice as to not um, let it go and it's actually only as I was writing this script for this episode that I've that the Holy Spirit was like actually <laughs> if you think about it <laughs> he was basically like to me if you think about it there's lots of things that your heart are hard to is hard towards but you can choose whether to do or not Absolutely. so for example oh my gosh dishes. story time that too but <laughs> remember the story I told you about basically I was trying out a new church because I've moved um, to Manchester I was trying out a new church and um I sat next to a lady in the the church. This is my second time going to this church, right? And I sat next to this lady and she was like just really rude. And I didn't understand, like maybe I'd done something, did I step on her foot or blah, blah, blah. But I was trying to be like, overly nice to her so that she could understand that I'm like I'm sorry if I did something but I don't know what it is so can we kind of like have a truce but literally as they were passing the offering bucket she literally almost smacked me in the head of it and I literally had to duck like and I was like what is going on and old for me listen let me tell you about old for me old for me would have stopped their service (laughs) gone to the front grabbed the mic and just hotted her off on the mic. <laughs> so this is the kind of people that you have in your church, eh? <laughs> that you want to be doing nonsense. Like, old for me would have actually done a running jump and fly kick turned the head. Like, old for me was wild. Just old for me was up. hella angry. <laughs> like, ho- ho- old for me would have just done a madness. But the for me that God has made me now through salvation, through the blood of Jesus, don't get me started. The for me that God had the new creation for me was just like, okay, maybe she's going through something, maybe she's upset, maybe something has happened and was able to still be kind to her to the point where after service, I stayed behind and was like, hi, are you okay? Is everything well? And like got talking to her. Um, She still wasn't very nice, but you know, also we wouldn't have done that. But I had the choice. I could have just been like, ugh, no, I'm not going to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Or, ugh, no, I'm just going to slap her in the head because how can she be treating me like this? Mm-hmm. But I had the, even though my heart was hard and quite frankly, I didn't really want to speak to her. Mm-hmm. I chose to do that. Yeah. So just because your heart is hardened doesn't mean that you you don't like you don't do what God tells you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Me and Tina struggle with pettiness. We like to be petty because it's fun. Like <laughs> we we like to be petty. But when the Holy Spirit convicts you and says, "Okay, don't do that. Don't say that." Come Even on. This morning. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a daily struggle but we make the decision to not do it yeah. because even though you want to it's the same thing with sin or anything you might want to do something or you might want to not do something you might not want to help someone but just because your heart is hard doesn't mean you don't have a choice absolutely so um so yeah that that one example in the yeah. bible because i can't think of another example in the bible where god made somebody do something quote unquote yeah, yeah, yeah. and that one example falls flat it doesn't fit in with that that narrative if you really examine it absolutely and even if you look at galatians 5 13 it says you my brothers and sisters were called to be free Mm -hmm. okay so you my brothers and sisters were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge in flesh rather serve one another humbly in love you know so you are called to be free but don't use your freedom to now go and be doing rubbish doesn't make sense. Like you were called to be free so that you could do great works. Don't use your freedom to indulge in flesh. So don't use your yeah. freedom to sin. And and this is the thing in relation to the Pharaoh and the harden of the heart situation. I honestly also feel like, okay, because God knew Pharaoh, mm-hmm. um, God knew that because of his hardness of heart and his character that he was able to use because sometimes God uses people who are enemies of his in strategic positions to advance his purpose and his will. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, Pharaoh was an enemy of God and he knew that. So now for he can use him um, in a strategic position to advance his his will. Same way as Judas. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 
this is the disciples that God called. Mm-hmm. All 12 of them. As in, you said Judas, Judas. Come. He said Judas. Sit next to me right here. I'm going to say in Ibo. Bianeba. Yeah? <laughs> he said, to God, Jesus said to Judas, come. Come and join me. Come here. You know, and knowing the end from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing that Judas, because of his character, mm-hmm. was susceptible to be used by the devil. Yeah. Used as a noun. Okay, because of Judas, I and it was even in the Old Testament it was foretold that for shekels of silver he will betray the, the saviour. Okay? So it was foretold. So God used the evil strategically to bring about his plan and purpose. Yeah. So even when we're having a discussion and people say, okay, then if God has given us free will and he knows that we're just going to sin and do wickedness on the earth, then why give us free will? Um, because we're just sinning and killing everybody. It's a legitimate question. You're going to have to ask God. I, I mean, mean, is but it we can, no, but we can, I think we can answer that in part three. We can answer it definitely yeah. in part three. But I think we have to realise that, yes, because even though God knows the end from the beginning and even though... God knows what's going to happen. It doesn't negate the fact that he has still given you the free will to make your own decisions and your own choices. It's not, God hasn't given us free will, so it's like a get out of jail free card. You know what I mean? So that he's like, okay, I've given them free will, so therefore I don't have to do anything anymore. That's not how it works. So question number two. What's question number two? So question number two is... Do, 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 do. Does predestination let's uh, touch you on guys? <laughs> Does predestination mean that only selected people could ever make it into heaven? What okay, what so think? what what is predestination then? Okay, so predestination by definition, um predestination by definition is God has already foretold, it's had already doctrine. decided it's a doctrine it's a belief it's a, it's, there are verses in the bible and therefore which has created a doctrine and a belief and an ideology that god has already pre-chosen and predestined those who will enter into eternal rest mm-hmm. so that's predestination so that everything outside of that if you are not part of the people who god has specifically chosen to be um saved and in heaven then it's peak for you in a, in, a, in a nutshell so that's predestination that God has already pre-chosen and predestined whom he will call and whom he will save and whom will enter into eternal rest okay so do you think that predestination means that we do not have choice in order to get into heaven no, no? but it's a hard one and I, I understand I don't necessarily have like all the scriptures and da, 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 because people say like that some of the scriptures are contradictory because if there is um, predestination, then how can, um, in Romans it talks about um, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, how can that be the case if there's already people who are chosen and da 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 But like I said before, um, in 1 Timothy 4.2, it says, but God wills that all men will come to the knowledge of the truth Absolutely. and be saved. Absolutely. So if that is what he wants, then surely if it was his choice then all men would be predestined, right? So then my my thought is, it's kind of like almost like a job interview, right? Where they send out an application to anybody. That's God sending out the application. So they send out an advertisement, sorry, to everybody. You can then respond and you put in your application. If your application is good enough, then you can get a job. Do you know what I mean? So, and by the application being good enough, I don't mean, oh, if you did the right things and da, 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 and you didn't sin. I mean, if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, then, do you understand? So that's, to me, what it is. But because we're saying that God already knows who was going to do that, because he knows the characters of everybody before time began, that's, the, that's where it comes in, in terms of predestination. That like he pre-planned it because he already knew you. Yeah, he pre-planned that only certain people would accept him. As in because he already knew them. Yeah. He didn't control them doing that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, But it is. It, I can understand why it is such a contentious doctrine. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I would say, and this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, but I'm going to say it because that's what we're here to do. Well, I'm not here to hurt your feelings, but I'm not here to not hurt your we're feelings. I'm to tell you the truth. So, you know. You and I do not deserve heaven. Boom. <laughs> None of us deserve to go to heaven. 
okay? So if we can get that out of the way already and understand that none of us deserve to go to heaven, none of us deserve salvation, but we have it anyway if we accept Jesus, Mm -hmm. then you can understand that it's not not fair to be predestined for a place where you you didn't deserve deserve to to go go in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Because we're all sinners and Jesus came to save us whilst we were sinners. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So to then say, oh, but it's not fair if he only chose certain people. Duh, 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 duh. But how is it not fair? Because you already deserved to go to hell in the first place. But then they would ultimately say, okay, so yes, it's not fair that no, nobody deserves to go. But then even though nobody deserves to go, he still chose those who he wanted to go. So because for example, if I, have, if I have five kids um, and they're all naughty they're all just mm-hmm. bad breed yeah and none of these kids deserve nothing but then i choose sam and polly to come with me to the corner shop to buy sweets sorry yeah and my children never be called sam and polly but you know so if i had you there's know, nothing so wrong with sam and polly no, guys no no, no. lovely but names my children um so and none of these kids they've all they've mashed up the house they've painted on the walls they've broken the washing machine they're everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> real mummy issues yeah mm-hmm. you can tell um, but I choose Sam and Polly to now come with me to the sh- corner shop. Mm-hmm. None of them deserve it, but I've chosen Sam and Polly. How is that fair? Because Sam and Polly have asked for your forgiveness and okay. repented. That's in in the in the kind of that analogy. Mm-hmm. They would have had to have done that Good. in order to Excellent. come to the corner shop with you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you would know that they that's in their heart to do that. And you know that your other bad breed children, <laughs> they ain't going to apologise anyway, no day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they'd rather die. Because this is how real it is. People would rather die than accept forgiveness from God. People would rather die than believe in God because of pride. Yeah. People would rather die. And that's that's what then you get. You you sow, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there are, people who, who, there are people who are like, whether or not God is real or not, I hate him. Do you understand? Mm. There are people who just dis- are disgusted with God because they don't understand Him. They've made themselves enemies of God. Yeah. So then, how can then you expect when it comes to the end and you know the f- fire is on the mountain, all of the um, all the sky is opening, the wasps are coming from the east and the north? How can you the now beast from the east? <laughs> the beast from the east, Storm Emma. <laughs> <laughs> how can you now expect to come into the house? I always compare it to like um. Like, okay, say there's a party going on, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some, the party is of someone that you really hate and you've never spoken to them. You've been bad-mouthing them your whole life. You've been treating them like they don't exist, da 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 And then come to the party, you know it's a popping party and then you just expect to get an invitation. Like, it can never happen. How? I'm not, I don't understand. So I should invite you into my house to party with me, to eat my food for free. But that's, that's these times you've been bad enough for me. That's every why day. there's only a few people getting invited to my wedding because me and you don't talk. You know when pastors say everybody in the church must come to a wedding. Who? Who? <laughs> we don't talk. I don't understand. Yeah. We don't talk. She said who? The whole church cannot come to my wedding to eat my food for free. For free. And for there's free. no. But do you know and what it is? They'll complain. Person. They will now complain. Oh, I didn't like the food. Oh, I didn't like the music. Oh, I didn't like her dress. Oh, I didn't like this. Like pastor, I, didn't I like love that. you. Like Imagine. pastor, I love you. I respect you. And then I know that you have a heart for man and a heart for people. But Sister Franca is not coming to my... I don't have Sister Franca. Uh, so I, I thought she was, I I thought she was really like calling people I really, out. I was I about really to thought close, about I was about to close the in podcast. my church where nah. that name doesn't exist. But so, so, so in coming to my wedding, they can sit out. Do you know what? Nope, they're not coming. You know what I mean? You can't just choose. Um, you can't just make a decision. Okay, yeah. And the afterthought, I want to come. When you haven't really done anything that is worthy or deserving of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've got a question from Mrs. O23. Hey, girl. Um, she said, so ultimately, God knew before time who would ask for forgiveness, hence predestination. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I agree with. Because if we're saying from question one, God knows us before we are born and he knows us really well and he's the God of all knowledge. So it's not hard for him to know what we're going to do or to juice the decisions that we're going to make. And he knew those decisions. And so he, we are the ones who are I think, called and chosen. I think there's a, um, there's a cleft in the 
free will and predestination. And I'm just, I'll use the example that's just dropped into my spirit, which is Moses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when God called Moses, he, the initial thing was God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and slavery into the promised land. Mm-hmm. He said to Moses, you will enter the promised land. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are going to enter the promised land. You're going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. You're going land. to lead the children of Israel into, into the, promised the promised land. land yeah. Okay. Um, it was his every intention for Moses to lead the children of Israel into the promised land mm-hmm. okay knowing the end from the beginning um, and then we think of things when when Moses now sinned um, in disobedience and he hit the rock instead of speaking to it mm-hmm. and now God is like why did you <laughs> do that you know like the plan was for you to enter now you can't enter yeah. so there's a cleft in it is that with the whole free will thing and the whole choice is that yes you know God knows the likelihood of you choosing A over B and he would hope that you would choose A over B. But the whole point of it being free will is that even if he wants you to choose B and you choose A, he will still allow you to choose B. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole point of free will is that it can't be, okay, God gives you the power to make decisions and he gives you the autonomy to make decisions but actually the decisions that you make he also micromanages that and controls that no because then that's not free will that's micromanagement so god gives you free will so he knew the people who would choose salvation yes he knew the people who would choose jesus yes but he also made the gospel available for everyone who he knew would might not choose jesus so that they might you know the bible says that so that you might accept the free will so it can't be a case of okay i've only just given these people um the ability to choose and i knew seven people over here would choose but is there such thing as as might for god there's a thing as there's, a, might, there's an ultimate decision of maybe. you have the ultimate decision because it's like the it's like we have the same ability exactly as Lucifer did. Okay, so Lucifer has a free will. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, just all angels do, just like humans do, and Lucifer decided. Mm-hmm. You know, he decided even being in the presence of God to to fall away. Okay, and we all have the capability to do that. So mm. I don't think it's a case where. But did God know for sure, or was God like, or oh, maybe this he is might the, do this that. is the thing. I think God knows, um, but He always hopes that we choose the right thing. And mm-hmm. it sounds like we're taken away from God's power by saying that He hopes and we might. But that's the only way that the the um, ideology of free will makes sense is that He can't now just say, "I know you're going to choose A, so therefore I'm going to give you free will so that you can just choose A." No, there's a possibility that you might choose B. I would hope you don't, Moses. I hope, Moses, I hope you don't hit this rock. Mm-hmm. The rock was still there. I hope you don't hit this rock, Moses. There's a possibility you might. I really hope you just speak to it. Mm-hmm. Do us now, the decision is yours. Mm-hmm. Can you say what I'm saying? Because if it was the case of Moses, I knew Moses was not was going to hit the rock. Um, and not speak to it why would he then have said Moses I've chosen you to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt because, because it's the same thing that you were saying with um, with Levi when you tell him don't eat the snacks that are for Wednesday for, <laughs> for Friday by Wednesday yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because you give someone that chance to grow the chance and that's the thing is that the whole the Miss O's question is that yes he has um, predestined us mm-hmm. and yes he has given us free will mm-hmm. um, yes he knows who will choose him but the chance is still there and we're going to go into the fact that there's chance for everyone he goes the gospel Jesus was sent to all mm-hmm. so that some might choose him yeah. that's what the word says so that Jesus was sent to all so that some might he wasn't just sent to the people who he knew was going to choose him because yeah. they for sure weren't the Jews you know yeah. <laughs> they for sure weren't the, the Jews you yeah. know what I mean like so Jesus was sent to all Yes, plot B was definitely going to choose him. But plot C, the chance is still there for you. And Mm. that's the only way free will works is if that there is a hope and a wish. Like the Bible says that, you know, angels rejoice when someone chooses, you know, because it's the ultimate choice. Yes, there's some that God has, you know, salvation is a gift and he gifts it to us. But the heavens wouldn't rejoice if it was like, we we knew you were going to do that. You know what I mean? It's like um, it's a choice. And it sounds like, hold on a second, then God doesn't know everything because yeah. um, 
he he can't for sure know that you're going to choose him over B. But that's why it pains him to, for his children to be in hell. You know, that's why it pains him when we don't choose him. Mm-hmm. That's why it pains Jesus. That's why, you know, scriptures that say you know, that Jesus weeps over us, you know, because it pain if he... If he didn't want you to choose him, it wouldn't be a thing if you didn't. You know what I mean? It so then, so then, are we saying like, okay, God is surprised then? He's not oh, surprised. Oh, he he's chose not, me. Oh, wow. Not, oh, he's nice not, one. He's not but surprised. He's, it's definitely not a surprise because there's nothing that catches God by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a surprise, but it's a. There's a word for it in English. I can say it in tongues. I can't say it in English. There's a word for it in English, but it's not a surprise thing that God chooses us. It's more of a. I don't know what the word is, but it's kind of like a, not pride, but it's the ultimate, that's why it's the ultimate act of love to choose him. Because in actual fact, it's, he's literally given you the decision of life and death. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he hopes you choose. And it's the fact, it's the word hope. And hope sounds like a, a word because we always put that below faith right so in the christian then we feel like hope is not as great as faith because you just hope upon a star <laughs> but um, i wish upon a star you know what i mean but when it's... you wish upon... sorry okay go on i like that song <laughs> um and so, <laughs> so you know it's the hope and it's not that it causes god to be surprised but it causes god to to have different kind of emotions that like, i don't know what the word is but there's a word i mean okay i think i think I think maybe we're going to have to disagree on in terms of the certainty that God has mm-hmm. in terms of who will choose and who will not choose. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. We're allowed to disagree. It's yeah. not by force that you agree. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't okay. mean that because you both disagree that yeah. the world will now end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. Okay. okay, so let's get into some scriptures then. Okay. Yeah, let's get into some scriptures um, surrounding the predestination thing to back up what we're saying because as we already said, we are not the final authority. Um, Isaiah 46 verse 10. So these are some of the predestination scriptures. Isaiah 46 verse 10 says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that were not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and i will do my pleasure okay so god declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things i have not yet done um romans chapter 9 is the predestination chapter that gets everybody fully in their feelings okay? eight and a half to nine eight and a half to nine yes and from verse 10 romans chapter 9 verse 10 and i will read and it says and not only this but when rebecca also had conceived by one man even by our father isaac verse 11 for the children not yet being born nor having done nor good or evil that the purpose of god according to election might stand now um predestination also teams up with a word called election so that there are some who are the elect or the called mm-hmm. okay um so according to election might stand not of works but of him who calls so the elect this is the bit when i first read this i was like that doesn't sound like god at all okay so um the elect have been called just because God has called them, okay? Not because of anything that they have done. Mm-hmm. Not by works, but by the sheer fact that God has called them. It was said then to her, the older shall serve the younger, as it is written, blah, blah, blah. Okay? And um, also, if we continue, it says, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever... I will have mercy and I will show compassion on whomever I will have compassion on. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, as Pharaoh again, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills and with whom he wills he hardens. Okay, so we, these are so many different examples. There was Jacob, there was Esau and there was Pharaoh. And basically it's saying God does what he wants. Okay, and he chooses whom he wants to choose because he is God. Um, in essence and that's what it's saying and that he has chosen the elect he has chosen the called he has chosen whom he wants to love and he has chosen the ones whom who he whom he has hardened mm-hmm. and that's it and so that's why people believe strongly in the predestination and the elect because it says it also in revelation chapter 7 verse 4 it says <clears throat> And I heard the number of those who are sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Now, when people read to me this scripture or they make reference to this scripture with predestination, I always say one thing. 
the tribes of Israel, mm-hmm. okay? It wasn't the Gentiles. It wasn't everybody else. It said there was 144,000 of the tribes of Israel. So there was 12 tribes of Israel, okay? It was 144,000 of the tribes of Israel. So please note that. Also in John chapter 10, verse 25 to 30, it says, Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Now, I I remember Jordan J. Vessel read this out in um, uh, a youth club that we had. And we had a discussion about if you are always saved, once saved, always saved, right? Yeah. And so let's go on. The works that I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand and I and the father are one. So basically Jesus is saying here that there is a, I have a set flock. Mm-hmm. I have a set number of sheep. My sheep know my voice. I know who they are. No one can take them out of my hand. These are the elect. These are the ones who are reaching my salvation. No one can snatch them. They're not going to hell. These are my set people. These are my set sheep. Again, bear reference to Romans 8 and 9, which says that there were a selected few people who have been chosen. So, okay, so for predestination then, in order to fulfill his promises and his prophecies, God must predestinate history to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. As we said before, that God had to use Pharaoh for mm-hmm. the children of Israel. God had to use Judas for Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So he has to um, predestine history to a certain degree. And the Bible clearly indicates that God predestined pre- redemptive history. So from Adam and Eve's sin... And when there were the curse of Eve and the curse of Adam, the very and then the curse of the serpent, the very next line was, and I will send my seed, mm-hmm. okay? And my seed shall bruise his head and heal, mm-hmm. right? So from Genesis, redempt, redemptive history had already been planned and purposed, right? So God, to a certain degree, has to strategize and plan redemption. He has to plan the things that he does. He planned the, the coming of the Messiah and everything. And... I think that one of the things that we really have to realise is that yes, God plans what he wants to happen and yes, has God has said that there are an elect few and these elect few are the people who definitely know that they are saved and I know that they are definitely saved. But with the election argument, does that mean that anybody else who elects to be elected, right? (laughs) (laughs) Who elects to be elected can't be elect. That's what I was just about to ask you to finish with you. So, because I, what I'm not sure now, but from you going through all of those scriptures and stuff is that does predestination and election include all of the people who will be saved? Do you know what okay. I mean? Okay, so like, I can... are there, is it like a whole? Is it like okay, like a Venn diagram? People who are predestined, people who are saved. No, people who are not predestined, and then people who are saved in, in the, the middle. middle. Like, okay, so let's go into it. And scripture says quite a few bits. So Paul tells us that before the foundations of the world, we were chosen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we've read a couple of scriptures which talked about predestination. Now we'll get to the crux of the issue and the heart of the matter which is Jesus Mm -hmm. okay so there was like 56 million scriptures in which Jesus says that he has died for all I'm not going to read them all because there were too (laughs) because there were too many we'll put them on the insta Um, but we will weigh them up side by side afterwards yeah okay so the bible teaches quite clearly that Jesus died for the sins of all people and wants all people to come to repentance um And this does not mean that Jesus' death provides salvation for those who resist God's call. Mm -hmm. Now, there are two different things. So God, Jesus died to save all sins, Mm -hmm. okay? And all sins of all people. But if you resist God's call, then that's your own decision, okay? So So are all called? uh, Are all called... Because isn't called, that isn't that the all the, are called the and few are chosen. Many are called. Many are called and few are so chosen. So are all called? Are many called? 
is it is it just a language thing where it's like many as in everyone or is it all let's get into it there's scriptures for this Hmm? okay let's go yeah okay so for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son cool that whoever should believe in him shall not perish have everlasting life cool john three sixteen. um john twelve thirty two. and i if i be lifted up from the earth will draw all men unto myself and i think it's really important for us to really be very scriptural heavy with this topic mm-hmm. and be as less opinionated as possible because at the end of the day the bible is the ultimate authority, source of yeah. authority on salvation yeah okay so um romans six ten. for the for the death that he died he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives he lives to god um for as in adam all die so also in christ all shall be made alive first corinthians fifteen twenty two. for the love of christ controls us having concluded this that one died for all therefore all died and he died for all that they who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died and rose again okay and that's 2 Corinthians 5 15 for it is for this we labor and strive because we have fixed our hope on the living God who is the savior of all men especially of believers we're going to come back to that you think you read that before mm. didn't you first first timothy 4 10 yeah okay so um well, who's, I a savior, too, but yeah. who's a savior of all men especially of believers now let's airmark that doggy mark that um for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation to all men titus 2 11 bring in salvation to all men and i'm going to pause in the scriptures readings just for a second because we know that salvation is a gift mm-hmm. okay so and i love it that they have said this because it kind of sounds like a present a proper present so it's kind of like um for the grace of god has appeared jesus right the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation to all men almost like a package mm-hmm. you know like it's bringing a platter to all men it's for you now to use your hand, stretch forth and take what is on the platter yeah. and accept it. He didn't only come for a specific amount of people. He said that the platter, the gift has been brought to all men. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's for women. you. <laughs> equality. Now it's for you to decide um, to take. Okay. That's Titus 2.11. Next scripture. The Lord is not slow to ang- is not slow or slack about his promises as some count slowness or slackness but is patient towards you not wishing for any to perish but for all to come to repentance second peter 3 9 the hope and the wishing thing that we were talking about previously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay this is it this is the hope and the wish that i was making reference to earlier that god would hope he would wish that you would choose him <laughs> okay he says that the god is not slack concerning his promise his promise of salvation but is patient towards us not wishing he doesn't wish for anybody to go to hell he doesn't wish for anybody to perish right um but for all to come to repentance and again christ died for all blah 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 so for me i think it's obvious that the bible teaches both concepts of predestination and that all men come to the knowledge of Christ, okay? I personally just feel like, and this is my, my personal opinion, is that, yes, God has, Jesus has brought salvation to all people. Some, he definitely knows will choose him. Everybody else, he wishes and hopes would. Mm-hmm. He knows, for there's in and in that category, he knows those who definitely will not and who those who he super duper wishes that he, that they will okay and he but salvation is brought to all if the people in the camp who he definitely thought were not not that he definitely thought if people in the camp who he thought maybe would not choose him but does heaven rejoices anyway it doesn't matter who is saved whether he knew you're going to be saved whether he wasn't too sure or whether he definitely didn't think it was ever going to happen ever 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 because you are that wicked every heaven rejoices at everyone's salvation Mm -hmm. okay salvation is a gift to all so yes predestination is a concept that i think we have to take seriously but i think in the crux of the real issue is that salvation is still a gift to all you know because 
it's kind of like we're in the studio now. In the studio, we've got Fumi and Simon. Okay, I can pull out a bag of crisps that I really just only want to share with Fumi. I don't really want to share with Simon. <laughs> Simon's getting so offended right now. He's <laughs> eating biscuits. biscuits. Nah. Simon has biscuits. Nah. Okay, for example, you know, I have a bag <laughs> of sweets that or crisps that I really just only want to share it with for me i don't really want to share it with simon but because he's here i will share it with him okay <laughs> and that is it if can you imagine god be like okay yeah because that's exactly <laughs> the same thing as the woman who asked jesus to heal him and jesus said but you're just a dog i you're can't give i can't give the bread what's made for the children to the dogs you know what i mean and i it's think true. we can use the same we can use the same analogy yeah. it's like yes there are some who god is like listen i plan and purpose for you to do great exploits the people around you <laughs> you know but <laughs> but it's available for you all you know at the end of the day jesus still healed the woman yeah even though at that specific time jesus was ministering just to the jews okay and then a select number of gentiles and samarians but he still healed the woman's child yeah okay it all still there was still healing available for her likewise there's still salvation available for everyone Mm -hmm. irrespective of whether he has predestined you to be saved or not so it's not a case of and he's not going to make special provision for only his predestined to only receive his grace grace has been shed abroad for all amen (laughs) okay so then does free will and the fact that you can choose does that negate god's omnipotence and all powerfulness absolutely not and i'm gonna i'll do this quickly then you can take over absolutely not nothing challenges god's omnipotence nothing challenges god's omniscience um which as we have already seen okay free will is god's gift and anything god gives us can never challenge him he wouldn't give us something that challenges him and there is nothing we cannot associate we cannot link the two together god cannot be associated with any negative connotations so otherwise he's not god Mm -hmm. let's talk about somebody else okay when we think of god his omnipotence um which means he is all-knowing his um no, his omniscience, which means he's all-knowing, and his omnipotence, which means he's all-powerful, all and all, okay? Nothing, free will doesn't challenge it because at the end of the day, as we have read, he will do and say as he pleases because he is God. Psalms okay? 115, he verse is 3, God. not 13. And one of the things that I wrote down in the script is that we can only limit... So the Bible says... Um, in in the Old Testament that the children of Israel limited the Holy One. Yeah, mm-hmm. the children limited the Holy One of Israel because they were so hardened in their heart and they were just so nonsense that it pre- not it prevented because prevent means that he doesn't have power but let's use prevent for failure of a better term Mm -hmm. yeah it prevented god from working on their behalf and really showing them his good graces and entering them into the promised land and enter into his rest because they were so hardened in his heart and in the same way that how we say now we should we shouldn't limit god's activity in our lives for through lack of prayer lack of fellowship or lack of bible reading we can only limit him by choice you know um but there are precedences that god has ordained mm-hmm. and at the end of the day god's precedences will stand it says not one word of my mouth shall fall to the ground void mm-hmm. you know uh, but i will accomplish that which i what please and at the end of the day that's kind of what it is so there is nothing that that can limit shackle or constrain god's <laughs> omniscience or omnipotence because then he wouldn't be god yeah and we have to realize that nothing limits god yeah nothing i think it's important to understand that god's plans are really big they're not um they're not limited to individual people so for example um in i think second kings or something like that mm-hmm. when elijah has just gotten fed up of this whole prophet profiting thing he's just like Do you know what he god was, um, i'm depressed <laughs> i'm finna kill myself i, I am wait. not like this is this is crazy this woman is after me jezebel's trying to kill me man shook out here in these streets i'm prang can you just take this burden away what am i supposed to do what what do you think you're doing god and god's response was like do you know what i've got other prophets waiting in line you know it's not only you is it only you even Balaam it's not only what was you what talking about it last night Balaam and then how God used the donkey yeah it's not only, it's not only you you're mm. not the only person if you decide that do you know what this plan that God has planned for me I want to forgo it I'm not interested there's other people God can use absolutely it's not only you absolutely so like 
because we do bad things or we don't listen to God doesn't stop God's ultimate plan. There are plenty more fish in the sea. And God's plans are not plans about, okay, so this second, the temperature will be one degree. And then this second, the temperature will now be two degrees. And then this second, Fumi will sip water from this bottle. And then this second, God will put, um, Fumi will put the water down again. Like that's not what God's plan, that's not how God's plans are. God's plans are big plans. Like we said, God is not a micromanager. I'm bringing it back to kind of like the, um, the managing director example that I used earlier, your managing director can't just sack you because he doesn't like your face. There has to be a reason because there are laws in place. There's laws and there's governance, you know? So just because God is in control, it doesn't mean that he doesn't therefore abide by the laws that he has already mm-hmm. established. Mm-hmm. He's established laws. And one thing that God can't do, God is like, oh, God can can do all things. There's nothing God can't do. God can't lie. Yeah, It's impossible. Yeah. Because when God says something, whether or not it was true at the time or you thought it was true, it's now true. Mm-hmm. Now that he said it, mm-hmm. it becomes truth. Because when, when God speaks, that thing that he says is truth. Mm-hmm. So... When God says, okay, I've set these laws in place, he can't then go back and flip-flop on his own laws, mm. you know? Mm. So if God says, I w- it is my wish that all men come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved and that Jesus died for all men, he can't say, oh, except for you. Yeah. Because you didn't wear the correct trainers today. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So, yes, people can do bad things and people can go against the law of God because he's given them free will, but it doesn't stop God from being a big God. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we can now skew the the will of God and now make it that God's plans are just, he will use other people, he'll use other means. Eventually, he's going to get what he, where where he wanted us to go. Because his plans are bigger than you. Exactly. But for example, when the um when the Israelites were supposed to leave um slavery in the when they were in Egypt, they were supposed to leave after was it Egypt? No, sorry. In Babylon. Mm-hmm. And um they were supposed to leave after a certain time. Mm-hmm. But they were just still actually both times. They both times. Because it was supposed there. to be four hundred years, but they were there four hundred and thirty years. Yeah. Because they were just doing nonsense you know and again in Babylonian times but they were supposed to be there for a select amount of time but because they were doing nonsense they had to be there for longer so that they could get back and be continue to be refined but it doesn't then stop God's will God wasn't like now okay my plan has failed oh let's just let's just shut down T minus 25 hours and so whatever (laughs) okay so now we're running behind schedule guys yeah exactly your salvation is running behind schedule and that's not how it works no but but what we mean to say is that it will happen whatever god has willed and established and purposed it will happen but it might not be through you particularly, but yeah. there's going to be somebody who does want to do what God has said. Mm-hmm. There's going to be someone who does want to obey God, mm-hmm. you know? And there is bad things that happen in the world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop God from being a good God. Yeah. What's yeah. our hashtag scripture for today? There's been oh, so no, many. Child. Yes, I don't so know, child. I was just looking at the list and I was thinking, I don't really know. Um, Any suggestions? Yes, yeah, suggest on the Instagram live. I'm thinking... Maybe we can have more than one. Um, <laughs> but I, I like the second Peter 3 9. The Lord is not slow about his promise or slack about his promise, as some count slackness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Um, or. I think Galatians 5 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do yeah. not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather, serve one another humbly in love. I think that's free will, freedom, don't serve your flesh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. All right then, so do you want to lead us out in prayer? Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honour, we magnify your name, we lift your name on high, for you are king, for you are Lord, and there is none like you. Father God, we are so thankful to you that you have called us to be free. Okay, that you have called us to be free, that you desire for our hearts to earnestly search and seek after you, that you desire for our character, you desire for our acts, you desire for our minds to be sold out for you. That yes, Lord, you have planned and predestined us and that you knew us before, you know, we even entered into our mother's womb, but you desire for us to choose to serve and to love you ultimately lord help us father god right now to just get to a place father god where 
our hearts are sold out in worship to you. Lord of God, anybody who is struggling with the concept of predestination and thinking that, you know what, maybe they are not chosen, maybe they are not loved, maybe they are not elect. Father God, flood their hearts with love, peace and kindness right now. Let them know that there is still salvation available for them that there is grace available for them that your mercies are new every morning that you wish for them to be saved that you're not slack concerning your promises lord flood each and every one of our hearts with the knowledge and the the knowledge and the understanding that we are chosen by you and that your salvation is a gift and we shall accept it O lord in jesus name Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for the freedom that you have afforded to us, oh God. We thank you, mighty God, that you have set us free and who the sun sets free is free indeed, yes, oh mighty Lord. God. We thank you that we are free now that we no longer need to sin, oh God, because before, oh Lord, we were shackled by sin, but now we are free from sin, oh yes, mighty Lord. God. We thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, that you have given us the ability to choose our own choices, but then you also, oh mighty God, have given us the ability to listen to your voice and be led by your spirit almighty god we thank you mighty god heavenly father that you being all powerful and all knowing still love us you are insignificant yes lord in even in in terms of your bigger plan almighty god you still have plans for us individually you still know us almighty god heavenly father you still mighty god um Know the plans that you have for us, plans for good and not for evil, plans to prosper us for a hope and for a future, almighty God. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to be mindful of us. We thank you, mighty God, Heavenly Father, that you continue, O God, to direct our steps and be the light onto our path, mighty God, Heavenly Father, even though we do not have to follow you, O God. We pray that you open and soften our hearts, that we will be joyful to follow you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Forms, how can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at HT Scripture because hashtag scripture was too long. Instagram, hashtag scripture. Facebook. Facebook, hashtag scripture. SoundCloud, hashtag scripture. iTunes, hashtag scripture. Much guys, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, thanks for being a part of the hashtag scripture family. Thank you, bye guys.